Good morning, entrepreneurs and small business owners. Everything we need to know about business communication, Newton knew in 1686. Newton's first law states that objects at rest will remain at rest and objects in motion will remain in motion in the same direction unless they're acted on by an outside force. So how can understanding this one of these fundamental laws of, of physics help us and give us perspective on business communications. Let's get mechanical. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This isn't about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about taking those proven business principles and applying them in ways that help small businesses move forward. So, uh, the, the whole idea here, it, it, business is a very complicated or can be a very complicated uh, thing. I mean, there's there's just so many pieces of the business puzzle that we have to deal with as entrepreneurs and small business owners. And when you can find a way to create simplicity or to allow simplicity into the story into the business machine, it helps you uh, be able to reserve energy for the things that are more complicated. And so what I want to do is, is we've got uh, a few episodes coming up where I want to talk about the way that business is mechanical. And some of the things about business really are mechanical constructs. Obviously, all businesses are not machines, but there are mechanical constructs, mechanical, mechanical concepts within the business environment. And we can use those to our advantage. Uh, you know, and, and you've heard these things where, where people talk about being a cog or the grind, or um, you, you can hear references to automatons or, or the treadmill. That's not the kind of machine that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a cruel machine or a machine that does disservice. I'm talking about the mechanical aspects, how some of the parts interact with one another to create a better whole. And so we want to look at these mechanical pieces as benefits rather than negativities. And so the first thing is that um, uh, we can... But like I said a little bit earlier, we can embrace these topics and, um, and, and keep core foundations of a business or some portions of a business as mechanical constructs. And that allows us to use our brain power to, uh, to um, take action and consider things that may be more malleable or less mechanical in their, in their, even at their core. Um, and if we keep the, the core in mind when something, uh, when we talk about, for example, communication, if we can keep the core simplicity in mind, it helps us when we have to add the complexity. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So let's get back to uh, Newton's first law. An object at rest or in motion will continue doing whatever it is that it's doing, whether it's resting or uh, moving unless an outside force acts on it. 
So if we change the variables just a little bit and we say an object is a person, and we certainly don't want to, to um, create an analogy of an objectified person, but simply the change in the variable that a person is the variable there. And the idea of rest is simply contentment. And I'll get back to this in a minute. And then motion is action. And motion in a direction is a trend. Okay. So the objects are people. The, the at rest is a, a, a level of contentment. Motion is action and motion in a direction is a trend. So, and, and if you want to think about some, the, the trends can be either business trends or actually, um, uh, or, or I should say trends in the marketplace, which some people might call, uh, you could, you could refer to as a fad or business trends within your business itself. So in terms of fads, you can think of the keto diet or the hacky sack or, uh, fidget spinners or Pokemon go, you know, these are things that, that, uh, may ramp up very quickly and those can be important to business, but you have to get on and get off very fast. Uh, if you want to be profitable at those things, um, business momentum is another kind of trajectory, another kind of trend that we talk about that is, I think more important for business owners necessarily than fads, although it's important to understand the market. Um, it's also understand important to understand how things are trending within our business. So cash drains, revenue growth, um, project scope creep, I'm sure if you've ever done a project, you've, you've experienced that stock market trends for, for publicly traded stocks is a good example to understand it. Although for most of us, uh, as well, certainly small businesses are not going to fall into that category. So, but it's, it, it's the same kind of thing. It's a business trend. And so now when you take those variables into consideration, you can see, and we can make that analogy to Newton's first law work very, very well. And why do we use business communications in the first place? Well, we use business communications to, as, as a force to change the level of contentment for a group of people. That's all it is ever really, um, public relations, advertising, marketing, um, you know, even employee feedback and delegation are all simply um, elements that we use to change the level of contentment that a, that an individual has or a group of individual has around a specific topic. Um, and, and so we're going to go through each of those things and kind of piece together how they all fit. So look at marketing. At its core, marketing is the idea that we need to let somebody know what it is that we do, what product we offer and what, or what service we offer and where it fits in somebody's life. It isn't, it isn't the same necessarily as advertising. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, although the two I think are often put very close together. Um, 
marketing is, is a creation of awareness. And so we use communication to change the contentment level of somebody uh, with their status quo. We don't necessarily, we're not necessarily trying to tell them buy my product, but we're introducing them with communication in order to say there is a different environment that could exist for you, whatever that might look like. And so we're introducing the idea, the awareness of a product or service to a marketplace, to a group of, of potential customers. So, um, you know, for example, uh, it, you know, in some ways this live stream and podcast are a form of marketing because it creates an awareness for viewers and listeners to understand that, um, there are, I mean, obviously to introduce business topics and ideas, but also that there are, um, options potentially for getting help with those ideas through the services from beyond 50%, but it's not an advertisement. You know, there's no call to action necessarily on each episode, except to, you know, give it a five-star review on iTunes and share it with your friends. But, but there's really no call to, to action when it comes to, you know, uh, selling a product or, or service. Um, and that's true for, for a lot of marketing. It's really about awareness. Well, we're using the force of communication to change the contentment level of our population, the people that we, that we want to work with. Now let's shift it a little bit to something more direct where we are talking about maybe trying to have a call to action. And of course that's advertising and it's the same basic idea, uh, in terms of we're we're looking at this segment of the population or our audience, and we're trying to use communication as a force to change their level of contentment. So that they're, uh, we, for example, we'll, we want to decrease their contentment with our competitors, right? By offering, uh, or, or with their offering by, um, having a sale or something like that. Um, or we want to, uh, decrease their level of contentment with the status quo because they are absent the service or product that we offer. We want to increase potentially their contentment with our own product or brand. And we want them to be happy about being associated with that product or brand. So we want to continue. So we could want to decrease their contentment with a competitor or use using the same ideas. We want to increase their contentment using our products. And so advertising, um, and I don't need to go into examples of advertising that, that show this, you can, you can see it every single day. Advertising is always trying to change your level of contentment. And, um, and, and that's what drives us to change our behavior, or that's what the marketing and advertising executives would like is for us to change our behavior, change the trajectory of our motion to do something that's more in line with what, uh, is better for that business or service. Right. Um, so let's move into, uh, public relations a little bit. 
How is that related? Well, it's there's not usually a call to action, but generally when we talk about public relations, it's either a, a, announcing something new and exciting or it's damage control over something that a company did or was associated with that doesn't help their message, that doesn't help the trajectory that they want. So um, the, the, think about the situation, uh, a situation happens that a company isn't happy with, um, and you can almost uh, begin every public relations statement with, it's okay because dot, dot, dot. It's okay, we want you to be more content because we're going to do this damage control. So we want the, the trajectory, we want the motion to, to slow down or stop if it's going in a direction we don't want. So we're going to, to use communication as a force to change the level of contentment that we have in the marketplace or that our audience has. And so often public relations is used as a, as a damage control tool, but it's the same exact thing. It's still trying to change your level of contentment with a particular issue or uh, topic. And uh, that's, that's really the basics of, of public relations. I mean, on the opposite side, if there's something good to announce, then um, if a, a company does something for charity or has a great breakthrough or something like that, they announce it, but it's still not an altruistic act. It's still using the public relations or, or the, the force of communication to change your level of contentment. If you want to be excited about the next phone from your favorite phone vendor, then that public relations announcement uh, from that vendor increases your level of discontent with your current phone, right? But it could also increase your contentment with the brand. And that's where the public relations is, is, is also targeting is they want us to be discontented with the current version of whatever we have, but also content with sticking with that brand. Even though we're discontent with the current product, the irony is not lost on me. We want to be discontented with the current product, but content pursuing the same brand. And so you'll see that over and over and over again when we're doing business communication, whether it's marketing, advertising, or public relations, because that's the goal. Contentment with the brand, discontentment with the old product, and looking forward to the new product, right? So let's look a little bit at, at employ, em, empowering employees. When we talk about, you know, as I was writing my notes, I, I thought, you know, when I say we're going to use this force of communication to manipulate the contentment level of our employees, it sounds very uh, Machiavellian, right? It sounds very, um, uh, well, it just doesn't sound very nice, right? But the reality is we're not trying to uh, manipulate people to do things they don't want to do. What we're trying to do is share information with our coworkers or our team that helps them understand how they can better serve themselves in the organization and put themselves, put that motion in a direction that's beneficial. 
And if your company is set up to share that benefit with your team, then it serves them to make, uh, make those changes, to change their trajectory, to change the direction in which they are moving in order to serve that goal because it helps them as well. Um, you know, there's, there's, um, uh, I was watching a, a video the other day where the, the keynote speaker was talking about, uh, someone asked them a question about how do I make my employees care as much as I do? And, and the speaker said, well, the bottom line is unless they have the equity that you do, they're not going to care as much. And, uh, there's truth to that, but that doesn't mean that there's no benefit for employees and that you can't structure your company to have benefits. So I want to be very clear. This isn't about manipulation or even, even when we're talking about marketing and sales and, and, and advertising, it isn't about manipulation per se. It's about, um, using communication to share impact. And that's the core, the core thing. And I'll get to impact in a moment. Um, but when, when we want our employees to do something different, we use the same techniques. We use communication to, um, to change the level of their contentment and their contentment could be that they've always done it this way. And we realize that after doing some research or whatever, there's a better way to do whatever it is. We need to use communication to help them overcome, uh, that, that, uh, or help them change their level of discontent or contentment with that process so that they can change their action and create a new outcome. And so it, it, uh, it really is, like I said, it's, it, it, the intent here is not to be manipulative, but simply to be, um, helpful to all the parties involved. And, and we, you know, there, there's certainly a lot of, of, of concern about consumerism and about the, you know, the, the honesty and advertising or whatever. Um, and, and I'm not defending that, nor am I suggesting that communication is always being used, uh, for ill, if you will. But, and, and so let's talk a little bit about the idea of impact because what we're trying to do as business owners is build an organization that creates an impact that is positive. That's the goal that we're trying to achieve. Um, you know, talk to an entrepreneur and most of them will tell you if your idea is to start a small business and get rich, you need to go do something else. And that's not to, to dissuade people from starting small businesses. It's just to understand the reality that, that it is not about getting rich. It's about creating impact and being happy, doing what you love to do and creating an impact in the world. So the, the whole concept between using this force of communication to act on the contentment of, of our audience is about saying we can create an impact, but you're going to have to get away from being content with the way things are. If we, if we stayed content, 
if everybody was always content with the way things are, nothing would change. There would be no progress and there would be no innovation. So, and, and those are good things. So we have to say that, that creating that discontent with the status quo is part of what we can do as business owners to create that positive impact. So if you're making a product, for example, if, if, um, for beyond 50%, the whole goal of beyond 50% is to help small business owners. That's the impact. And so I want you as a small business owner to be discontented with the status quo of small business, at least in North America, where it is 50% failure rates in five years and 87.5% failure rates within 15 years. To me, that's not acceptable. And so the impact I want to have is to help you and other small business owners change that number. And we, but we have to be discontented with the number in the first place. And that's the point. We have to get to a place and we have to help our audience get to a place where they're discontented with the status quo so that they can take action in a new direction and change it. So, uh, I am trying very hard to stay on time from now on, as I talked about in the last episode. Um, so I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. Uh, the, the practical action, the takeaway from this is to really understand that when you're, when you're looking at the core of communication in business, it's about, it really is, it can be simplified down to the mechanics of Newton's first law. You want to, um, if an object or a person is content, they are not going to do anything. And I don't mean that negatively. That sounded negative. There, there's simply, there's no motivation to make a change if we're content with our, our world and environment. And if we are moving in a direction and we're content with the direction that we're moving, we're not going to change unless a force acts on us to do so. And that's our force as business owners is communication. And so we use communication to change the contentment level of, of our audience, whether that's a public relations audience, whether it's an employee or whether it's our target market. And that's the, the, the takeaway is simply to remember that at the core communication is a simple thing. We're trying to do this one simple thing. We're trying to change the contentment level either with the status quo or with the direction. Then once you, uh, if once you get your message clear and you have it clear, then you can say, okay, now let's complicate this whole mess with social media or magazine ads or video or whatever the, the other things, you know, even down to the graphics that we use and the words we choose and the fonts and all of that stuff becomes part of the how. And it becomes very complicated. And that's the point of this whole episode is simply to bring it back to at its core, communication is simple and has a simple purpose. And if we start there, rather than starting 
with all the complexity, then we have a better chance of delivering a clear message to an audience that's going to care and understand and value and benefit from the value of that communication. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, uh, I'm going to try putting a card to last week's episode. I don't, I've never done a card before on YouTube, so it'll be, no, it'll be, no, here, here. When I get it, there'll be a card here to last week's episode, which was, uh, you know, talking about uh, uh, the uh, 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 consumption of media. And uh, I think there's uh, a lot there that that people can learn about and, and understand. Uh, but anyway, it will be here. Uh, I'd love for you to go view it if you didn't already. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell if you enjoyed this content. Share it with your uh, colleagues and your and uh, small business owners uh, that you know. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, thank you and uh, leave a, a rating on iTunes. It helps me spread the message and and obviously increases the rankings of the show. Uh, other than that, I'd like to thank you for watching today. It's time for me to get back to work.